Hello and welcome back once again to another special edition of the OSSB podcast. This is Dan Kelly. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we really appreciate your support. The podcast has been sounding a little bit different for the past few months, but uh, our goal is to try to keep everyone connected and try to give you something interesting to listen to. We're going to try to put out one more before the end of the school year and try to get as many of our seniors as possible to come on the podcast and talk about what they have learned at OSSB, their favorite memories, and so on and so forth, and what their future plans are. But let's get to today and talk about what we're going to do on this episode of the OSSB podcast. All right. One thing that I try to do on the podcast since we've been staying at home during this COVID-19 pandemic. If I can't get OSSB material to work with, then I try to find some things that I have learned to do from a blindness perspective that you just do every day around the house. And today we're going to talk about how to plant a flower garden and a vegetable garden and hope that you enjoy this episode and I will try to talk about how I do some things that are different as a person who is blind versus just going out and you know cramming a bunch of vegetables in the ground and and watching them grow so let's get to it all right first let's talk about some OSSB news if you're not in the uh, blind school Facebook page that group you should definitely go check that out Uh, talk to Miss Kaplan. She is one of the administrators for the group, and she'll get you in there. Senior spotlights are being put in the OSSB Facebook group and on the OSSB Facebook page. There's a few of them up there now, and those are definitely worth a look. Staff have created videos and sharing memories and talking about each senior and wishing them good luck. So a lot of a lot of work went into that. There's also a senior prank video that you can go check out on the Facebook page, which is pretty good. Also on the Facebook page, Owen McCaffrey put together a little video of scenes from some past alumni reunions. And since we're talking about seniors, graduation will be June 5th at 1 p.m. And we'll get you more information about that as it's available. OSSB will also be offering virtual summer camps this summer. I think I talked a little bit about that in the last episode of the podcast. I'm going to put a link in the show notes that you can click on that will take you to the page. And if you have any questions about that, You can call 614-468-8840, or you can send an email to OSSBSummerCamp at OSSB.OH.GOV. Some of the camps that we have to offer, the week of June 1st to the 5th, we've got a couple. The Panthers Camp, and that is for grades 3 through 7. It's geared toward uh, students with multiple disabilities. For this week, we're going to focus on exploration, social skills, and daily living skills. Pays Camp. Panthers at your service. There's a picture of uh, volunteers putting plants into a pot, and that's great because that's what this podcast is all about. 
This is for grades 9 through 12. And this camp is all about doing community service, things like recording digital stories for elementary school kids, writing letters of gratitude to the soldiers, decorating lunch bags for Meals on Wheels. And based on how many hours you work, you'll get an award at the end of the week and you can use that on your resume. So that's going to be pretty good. The STEM camp is going to be the following week and that's for grades 7 through 12. This year's theme is going to be space and you'll be able to explore the universe from the comfort of your home. Also, the week of June 8th through the 12th is the Branching Out Camp and that's for grades K through 3rd. And this camp is all about exploring the nature that's around us. And you're going to have some hands-on activity that will help you get engaged with movement through music and art. Going to focus on reading and math skills, too. Now we go to the week of June 22nd through the 26th. Fun with Numbers Camp, grades 3 through 7. This is exploring elementary math concepts. Going to be a lot of fun. You're going to play a lot of games during this camp. Also, for the week of June 22nd through the 26th is theater camp, and that's for grades 7 through 12. You're going to learn all about the basics of theatrical production. And we go into the month of July, July 6th through the 10th. Lots of dots is that camp, and that's for grades 3 through 7. This is to work on your braille skills and your UEB braille skills. So you have to have had some prior experience using braille and you will meet virtually online in large and small groups to work on that braille and increase your braille proficiency. Also the week of July 6th is sports camp home edition. It's for grades seven through 12 daily activities in this group are going to focus on meeting in small groups and hearing some guest speakers, overcoming barriers, and how to become active at home. The mobility department will be doing some camps this summer, and this is going to stretch out over a week, and it's for grades K through 4. And their meeting looks like they're going to meet once a week, start July 1, and it's going to be every Wednesday for four weeks. And you're going to start learning about your neighborhoods and towns and things like that. And they're stretching it out over a month so that you can do some of these activities with your family and then come back every week and and talk about what you did. And that's it for the summer camps that we're going to have at OSSB this summer. So if you have any questions at all, call that 614-468-8840 or email OSSBSummerCamp at OSSB.OH.GOV. Okay, so I'm going to get out the Ultranex V12 digital recorder, and we're going to go outside and talk about gardening a little bit. I will say that at some point, I'm going to have to get some microphones for this digital recorder, because even on its lowest setting, the condenser mics are very sensitive, so we do have a little bit of clipping going on with the audio, so I will apologize in advance for that. Uh, There's only so much I can do with it before the quality and the volume start to go way down. So we'll just put up with it on this podcast and I'll make some changes on the next one. We just got back from 
one of our greenhouses here in Columbus and got all kinds of fun stuff to plant. What are we gonna, what are we putting out? All right, so we're gonna plant a butterfly bush and we have a lilac bush coming, but it's not here yet. Okay. Um, and then we're gonna plant um, a bunch of bulbs that will come up and bloom at different times, like crocuses and daffodils, tulips, hollyhocks, some cannas. And then we're also gonna plant poppies and um, some bee balm to go with it. Yeah. So lots of stuff. Yeah, so Maria's the expert on the plants and the flowers, and I am here to do manual labor. Yes. Right, that's, that's my job. <laughs> Uh, so in planning for this, we had three cubic yards of dirt delivered, and they dumped that on the side of the driveway. And then we put the uh, we put the landscaping crew to work. That means the kids. Right. And we loaded up the wheelbarrow and made several trips from the driveway to the back of the yard. And not only were we doing the flower bed, but we have four four yes four raised garden beds in the back. That we're going to put vegetables in. Alright, so the first thing I'm going to plant is this butterfly bush and what I've done is looked at the size of the pot. It's probably about, I don't know, 10 inches around, a foot around and probably a foot tall. So dug a hole and then what I do is I'll turn it on its side and kind of roll it to get it loosened up because I want to pull the bush and all the dirt out of the pot with it and drop that whole thing in the hole minus the pot of course so we'll just turn that get it loosened up and put my palm on the root ball put it down in the hole make sure that it is level and straight I just use my hands backfill the hole, make sure that we have a, a lot of loose soil around the root ball, just really pack it in there. And we want to bring this dirt all the way back to the top evenly around, and which is why I use my hands to do it. Because it's just a lot easier to work with than shoveling it back in. And plus, when I'm shoveling it back in, I don't want to accidentally smack the the bush with the shovel. Here we go. I also put some peat moss in there on the bottom. I forgot about that. Hey, looks great. Straight? Yeah, yeah, it looks perfect. I'm just kidding. Oh. It's straight. The thing we're doing today is putting out some lawn fertilizer. We've got the spreader here. And uh, if I want to make sure I'm covering everything or as much as I possibly can, I think about the size and shape of my yard and my yard is long and rectangular so instead of going long ways from front to back I'm gonna go back and forth because it cuts down on veering right most people won't walk in a straight line but I have a tendency to do a little bit of veering so I'm gonna go north and south oh, I'm sorry east and west the front of my house faces north and the back of my house faces south and this lawn spreader is kind of cool just pour the stuff in set your dial it has a one through five setting on it and I put it on two 
so I'm not dumping a huge amount in one spot. I just keep walking back and forth and working my way towards the back of the yard until it's gone. So while Dan is working on fertilizing the yard, he's doing an excellent job by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to plant some potatoes and now whenever I plant any root vegetables, so potatoes, onions, or garlic, I usually do it in a grow pot and that just makes it easier for me because then I can just dump it out when I when the growing season's over. So a grow pot is it's a cylinder that's made of a fabric that feels a lot like felt, only rougher. Um, so I'm not exactly, but it lets air through, it lets air through, it lets moisture in, and it retains moisture really well, better than like say like a, a ceramic or a plastic pot. And I've had really great success with them. And so today we're going to be planting some Yukon Gold potatoes. Um, the nursery without a russet potatoes, which is what we want. And I have a 20 gallon pot. so. I need to fill it with about two and a half bags of soil. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to dump um, about half of this bag of soil I have in here now. And I'm just using regular gardening potting soil. So I'll dump half of it into the pot. And then because it's cloth and it's easy, I, I shake it up to level out the soil and then I also get my hands in there to bring, break up any big clumps of dirt that there are sticking together. So I'll level that out and what I'll actually do is I'll take four of my potatoes and seed potatoes look just like regular potatoes except they're more shrivelly and soft. Basically. What they're like. But these are these are decent sized. They're about the size of baseballs, so we should get some big plants out of this, I think. So I'll put those right on top of the soil I put in. And so I put four in and I'm gonna dump the rest of my bag of soil on top of those. And again, I'm gonna level it out with my hands. I'm gonna break up any big clumps that are in there. And then I'm gonna put my other four potatoes on top of that. Now, uh, when you plant potatoes, you do something called mounding. So you co will cover up the potatoes, but I'm not going to fill the pot all the way up to the top. So what we'll do is once the potatoes start sprouting in a couple weeks, we'll put a little more dirt in and then we'll put a little more dirt in so it covers the sprouts. <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll wait until the sprouts come up above the surface again, you know, an inch or two, and then we'll cover it with more dirt. And we'll do that process for weeks and weeks until it gets up to the top because the taller I can get my potatoes the more potatoes I'm going to get out. So I'm going to take the bag of soil I have here and I'm going to dump about half of it in. So right now my pot is about half full with dirt and my potatoes are in and we will just do that. When our potatoes are ready what we'll do is we will just dump out the pot and the potatoes will come tumbling out with it. So we planted about eight potatoes. So we will see, we'll see, you know, how many plants we get and how many potatoes we get out of that. So now I am raking out with a garden rake. What I do is I use the, there's two, the two sides of this thing. There's a flat side and then there's the tine, the side with the tines on it. I'm just raking this 
soil out and making it as flat and as level as possible. And then we get to the fun part, which is putting in some bulbs. Hopefully the rain holds off. It's going to hold off. <laughs> if it doesn't, I'll watch you from the garage. <laughs> <laughs> we got a scad of bulbs to put in, some gladiolas. And we're going to wait on putting in the crocuses and the tulips. We're going to do those in the fall. Why is that? Why do we got to do that? Why do we need to wait? put those bulbs in. I just want to put them in the ground and forget about them. Because they're early spring bloomers. So right now they're technically out of season. So your tulips, like your crocuses have already bloomed and they're done. Your daffodils are already bloomed and they're done. Yep. Your tulips are just now blooming and they'll be done in a couple weeks. Okay. And those types of bulbs love to be dormant for a couple months before they bloom. So you want to plant them in the fall so they can get nice and chilly in the ground and sleep yep. so that they're ready to come up in the fall right. or the spring rather so we've got this space here that from on the back of the house in the backyard that's about three four foot deep right mm -hmm. and it's 19 feet four inches long from left to right air conditioning defense uh, whatever so in, in planning out this space how would you how would you arrange what we're going to plant? Well, what we're planning, what we're going to plant is we're going to plant a mixture of bulbs and plants. So we got a whole slew of gladiolas, gladiolas, excuse me. A slew of them. A slew of them. A slew. That's a scientific measurement. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> and so we're going to plant those all along the back. Mm -hmm. And then we have so, hollyhocks okay. and cannas and dahlias. Dinner plate dahlias. Dinner they're, plate called, dahlias. they're called dinner plate because they're big. They have big uh, flower heads on them, big circular heads. Okay. So, we'll, so, so we're going to put the uh, gladiolas in the back and right. the hollyhocks in front of those, and then the, yep. and then the dinner plate. So guys. we'll we'll mix the dinner we'll mix the dahlias and the hollyhocks and the cannas because we only got two cannas. We only got two dahlias. Okay. Um, and this is this is why I have you here. I would just take <laughs> all the bulbs and the plants and just dig a hole, right? And you know, scatter them throughout this dirt. So. Right. Now, smarter people than me have figured out how what? to like, like stagger planting. So like, they all bloom. It's like two weeks of this, two weeks of this, two weeks of this. I'm so, not quite that smart. So you can plant them in the same spot. Yes. Basically. Yeah. And then when the so when the the what is first the. Crocuses. crocuses are first mm -hmm. so they'll come up and then they die off and then the tulips would come up right afterwards that's that's pretty smart yeah you might be able to figure that out maybe you know it'll happen this fall because we'll forget where we planted these <laughs> that's exactly so, what's gonna happen that's right. that, that, so. we got some bee balm which are just plants right now they'll bloom about the end of june do you know why they call it bee balm because bees like it. Yeah. It attracts bees and butterflies, and hummingbirds like it too. Why do we want, I understand hummingbirds and butterflies, why do we want bees? Oh, do we have to have a discussion about the importance of bees for our food chain? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't want bees. But. No, bees are super important, especially if we have a garden that's, what, 20 feet behind us? Right. We have our vegetable More than, garden. Maybe about 35. Right. So our bees are our pollinators. We want as many pollinators to come to our garden because the more pollinators, the more produce we get. What if I get stung? 
You're a big man. You'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to get stung. Bees aren't going to sting you unless you, like, trap them in your hand. And they okay. feel like they're... Bees are not... Like, wasps are jerks. No. Like, they'll just come along and sting you because they want to. Yellow jackets are the same way. Well, right? Bees are not going to do that. They're going to leave you alone. I've seen people, like, pet bees. Like, they're fun. Well, maybe I got... I don't know what it was last summer. I was out here cutting the grass. Mm. And I disturbed some stinging <laughs> insects, and they came up out of the ground and swarmed me, and I got stung about 25 times. If they came up out of the ground, my guess is they were yellow jackets. Yeah, yeah. They like to make nests in the ground. Yeah, I was, I was running for the shower <laughs> when that happened. So. All right, well, let's get planting. All right. How far from the house should we seat? seed our bulbs or whatever you call it so I use a really scientific measurement to do that I, I use my foot okay. <laughs> which is about a size four right I have tiny feet so mm. women's size five foot yeah, oh, so it's about, about six, six inches six, it's about six, six it's about eight six, inches, eight inches. <laughs> okay. All right, so. I would say it's about eight inches from the house six to eight inches from the house because that all gladiolas are tall and they the flowers will get I mean, they'll get decent size, so yeah. you want you want to give them enough room to grow. All right. So how far apart, left or right? So gladiolas should probably be about eight inches. So apart. we can use your foot, right, on the vertical and the horizontal plane. Right. It's See different. how handy it is. Right. <laughs> how deep should we plant these bulbs? You want to plant them about five inches. Okay. Six inches. Five, six inches. Yeah. So we could use your foot again. <laughs> right? Now this won't work for you. I'm sorry. But <laughs> for us sighted folk out there, it'll actually it gives you a measurement on the side of bulb planters by inches. Where? Um so it's right there, it's like etched into it. Alright, so what you could do I can actually feel that with my fingernail, but you could you could actually take a scratch all or, or something like that and really make that more defined if you really wanted to mm -hmm. and it is lower actually the top of it is about four inches it looks like yeah yeah oh so that's right. the top oh and okay actually on this bulb here it's on this uh whatever you call this tool it's you you pretty much take it all the way up to where the handle starts yeah on this one because you've got the round thing that you screw down into the ground and then you push it down to to the very top where the handle starts mm -hmm. and that is the measurement so we don't have to make that more defined just go all the way up to the handle which every bulb planner i've seen has this measurement every um, oh that's why well, so, that is something i learned i did not know that yeah so i usually when i use a bulb planner which is a lovely tool. To two, I got bulbs. two of those. I know. Thank you. <laughs> um, and yours is actually fancier than mine because you can squeeze it and yeah. dig it down in and then let go and it'll clamp and you can pull it up a lot easier. See, mine's just a straight like cylinder that yeah. goes down. Yeah, that was the old kind I had. Yeah. I found these on sale about a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, that's what I always do. I just go up to the top of the cylinder part, okay. like to where the handle starts, like you said, and then plant my bulbs that deep. All right. All right, so these bulbs are kind of got a, a, they're round and flat on the bottom, and then they got a little stem on top. So I'm assuming you put the flat part in, 
Put the flat part on the bottom. Okay. And now, and then we just cover it up. Yeah, yeah. Can't even tell it's there. Covered up. So, Maria's just made this more complicated. She wants to do a window. <laughs> That's right. It's called a window. <laughs> We're going to zigzag these. Yeah. Every six inch, eight inches. Right. So six or eight inches will come. Like so, you're in the back row right now. Right. So, so my next diagonally to the right. Right. About here. Yeah, and then you'll have right. You'll have like a row in the back, and then in between each of those bulbs, you'll have another row of bulbs. All right. So we got the planning worked out in time because the next thing you're supposed to do after you put your plants in the ground is what? Water them. Water them, right. And what's it doing outside right now? Raining it on me. It is raining. <laughs> it is raining. So we're going to shelter in the manor garage for a minute and order some food. All right. So we've got the flower beds planted and now it's time to do the vegetable garden. And it's a family project. Yes. Gardening's always a family project. It is. It's a Alright. So, um, the way I have discovered that I like gardening is to use raised beds because it keeps everything confined and it's easier to find things. It's also easier to label things. So we have four raised beds that are four feet by four feet by two and a half feet deep. We filled those with uh, garden soil, topsoil. And right now, Sean is using a garden claw. No, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah kind of. He switched to a hand claw. He switched. He switched from a big claw to a baby claw. Yes. He's loosening up the dirt, and we're getting ready to plant our vegetables. So we have a, a few a few vegetables that we're going to plant and those are going to be we planted the peppers yesterday actually the peppers we have seven different types of peppers we're going to keep those separate so we don't cross pollinate with hot and mild and sweet peppers um, so we put those in pots so we've got jalapeno peppers serrano chili peppers habanero ghost California Reaper. I'm not sure if that I've had a California Reaper. Have you? I, I, no, no, because that is, that is way up on the high uh, Yeah, well, if, it. if it's got some heat, yeah. I'm going to like it. I'm going to like gonna it. I'm going to try it. And my eyes are going to burn. Probably. Yep. So we're getting all this dirt loosened up right now, and we're gonna, then we're going to put some plants in there. Now, In just a minute, we'll start digging some holes and, and putting some plants in. And I'll, and I'll start talking about different ways that you can label your plants if you have low vision or no vision, where you can figure out what is what. All right, so another advantage to doing this in a raised bed is that the 
dirt is much easier to work with and you can use your hands and just scoop out the proper dimensions for put some plant food in the bottom here's our first tomato what kind is this that is a sunburst so it's a cherry tomato and they actually don't turn red they turn yellow and orange um, but they're super sweet they're my favorite type of cherry tomato how many feet apart do you typically plant tomatoes how many feet apart about a foot they need to be about 12 to 18 inches apart. This is more heavy, Mama. Yeah. Mama, this is My cages heavy. are also big. They need room because tomato plants can get. And our last tomato is a hillbilly tomato. A hillbilly. A hillbilly tomato. All right, let's put the hillbilly in the ground. Hillbilly tomatoes get big too. They weigh like a pound and a half. Yeah. Most of your hillbillies are big. Like <laughs> We're at the bed furthest to the left, so the next bed to the right is going to be our pepper plant. And I have a tomatillo that's going to go in there too. Right. A tomatillo. tomatillo. So tomatillos are like little spear vegetables, and they're really great in salsa. Okay, good. Get the food, and then I'll get this out, and then you can put the tomatillo down in the hole. Okay. I'm gonna do the peppers next, Sean. Kind of hold it with one hand, and then you pack dirt in around it. Kind of pack it in. Just, yeah. yeah, there we go. And then yeah. we're gonna put our label on there. Let's stick that by that stem. Mm -hmm. There you go. Tomatillos will get tall too, like tomato plants, so we'll have to put a cage around that one also. Okay. Okay, you ready to do a recap? everything that yes. everything we put in the ground and put in the pot today yes all right so we got everything along the back fence line so it's really easy to go left to right or right to left yes and so what do we got on this side on the right to the right of the gate to the right of the gate okay so we have all our hot peppers over here which we have seven different varieties of hot peppers right. so we can make like the hottest salsa Ever. Or just and, eat them. Or just eat them. That's on you. Um, you and my dad can eat them together. So we have all of our hot peppers over here, and I also put all our herbs over here too. So what herbs are we? So we have rosemary, parsley, dill, thyme, oregano, stevia, okay. and stevia. All right. So and all these things are in pots. Yes. Every the, yeah. The peppers and the herbs. So everything that. Everything that's to the right of the gate yeah. is in pots, and they're, they're in, like, uh, two rows. Yeah, yeah, and our two grow bags of onions oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot and about potatoes. That. Yeah, I yeah. About the grow bags. So we have our onions and potatoes over here, too. Okay, then we get to the gate post. Right. Yeah, and then to the left of the gate. So is... our first bed has our three tomato plants in it. My phone's on the ground. Our three tomato plants in Let's see it. See if Apple would replace that. So uh, we have one cherry tomato plant and then two bigger tomatoes okay. for meals and yeah, yeah. Um, and beef then steak and that's right. Beef master and the other one. Beef master and hillbilly. 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 Yeah, <laughs> then the next bed over 
we have one tomatillo plant, and then we have three uh, bell pepper plants, all okay. green peppers. How come we, how come you wanted to put the bell pepper plants in the garden bed versus a pot like the other pepper plants? First, I wanted to keep them separate because if you pollinate hot peppers with sweet peppers, the sweet peppers will get hotter and the hot peppers will get sweeter. And I find nothing wrong with that. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, okay. And the other thing too is, you know, we, we eat a ton of bell peppers, actually. Yeah, yeah we do. Like, yeah. even cooking and snacking, we eat a ton of bell peppers. So, I want these plants to get as big as they can mm -hmm. so that they produce the most fruit for gotcha. us. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Scooching on down to our left. Yes. So next bed over is just cucumbers. And we put a tomato cage. I have these. They're like rectangular cages. They're like a rectangular prism. Yeah, they fold up. And they fold flat yep. for when you store them. So we put that right in the middle. And we planted eight cucumber vines Ooh. around it. We have a lot of cucumbers this year. Yeah, we eat a lot of cucumbers. Yeah. And I am a huge fan of cucumber salad in the summer. Me too. Cucumber and onions. Yes. All right, so in on our last bed, I have planted pole beans, green beans. Yep. I constructed kind of a kind of a teepee structure. So you got out of poles, out of yeah, bamboo you got, stakes. You got bamboo stakes that are mm -hmm. that meet at the top. Right. And then they spread out down right. toward the base. Exactly. So the pole beans will climb up that because they need something to climb on. And then um, I planted, we have, there are six stakes and I planted three vines, three beans per, mm -hmm. per stake. Because if I can get enough of these, then I'll can them. All right. And that'll be another podcast video. Oh, okay. <laughs> grow some jars. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, this is going to be a great garden. I haven't gardened in about five years, so I am excited to be back with my hands in the dirt. Well, and I'm excited you let me yeah. make a garden <laughs> in your backyard. <laughs> so once you get your garden planted, you want to organize it so it works best for you. And some of the things that I like to do is label the plants so I know what's what. And you can label them in a, in a few different ways. I use the embossables or the brailables that you can get from American Thermoform. I think you can also get those on Amazon. APH maybe has them. But it's plastic sheeting that you can roll into a braille writer. And it has a peel-off adhesive back. So you can write your braille labels, cut them, stick them on whatever. So on the raised beds, I can just stick them right to the side where the plant is on the outside of the bed. Another thing you can do is you can get some laminated cardstock and a hole puncher. You punch a hole in that. You write your name of your plant on there. And then you just kind of attach it to the base of the plant real loose because that plant's going to grow. And as it grows, the stem's going to increase in diameter. And, you know, if you tie the string on there real tight, that might choke it out. I'm not sure. But just tie something on there loose because what, what I find is that when these plants start to grow, sometimes it's hard to distinguish what's a weed and what's a plant. So if you've got your, if you've got your label on there, that will be very helpful um, so you don't, you know, pull up a pull up a tomato plant instead of a weed. All right, and that's going to wrap up another episode of the OSSB podcast. Thank you so much for joining me this month, and hopefully we're going to get one more out before the end of the month. Talk about those seniors a little bit. 
Remember to go and visit the Facebook page, watch those showcase videos. Graduation, June 5th, 1 p.m. We'll get some more information on that. We'll pass that along. Until next time.